Hey guys, welcome back to the episode 10 of the Two Terrible Sports Analysts. I'm Ashton here with Colin. Hey guys. And we're just going to jump right into it. Got a lot to talk talk about today. So first off, the report this week said that Miles Turner wants to be traded to the Lakers. Uh, I mean... I can understand why he wants to because he sees the potential of the team. Granted, who the Lakers are going to trade for him is still a little up in the air where if they even want to flirt with the idea. I mean, I think it would be a good idea to trade off Westbrook for the guy and a couple picks in the future. I think they're looking into if they do do it, it's like going to be picks in like the 2027 draft. It's nothing, nothing more recent. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he just he, – when asked about it, he said that they should take a very hard look at him for his shot-blocking ability and his three-point ability. Uh, I think he would be a good fit in L.A. Trade Russ because Russ is not not for the Lakers. Um, just, I'll turn. They were – I believe back in the summer they were having negotiations with the Pacers, but just, I guess, talks fell apart or just died down. But, uh, yeah, like you said, just throwing Westbrook some picks. Miles Turner would be a good fit for Lakers. He's a good big – good another big that we could use. Or not we, but the Lakers could use. You say don't associate me with that bull crap. No, not right now. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Steve Nash gets fired for Brooklyn after a 2 5 start. What's your opinion? Uh, I mean, we've mentioned it before on this podcast. Whenever you start the season bad, the leagues look at your coaching job almost instantaneously, whether it's necessarily the coach's fault or the player's fault. Uh, I mean, the guy, he's, I mean, I guess been a somewhat decent coach throughout his coaching career, but he's never been anything great yet. Mm. He's still a worse coach than what he was a player, in my opinion. Right. But, you know, two and five in the NBA, I mean, it's not really that hard to come back out from, especially since what you have going on right now with your – uh, players as well. I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's uh, well. I don't guess you guys know the topics coming up, but you're going to find out in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steve Nash. He he was a decent coach. Um, I'm sure somebody else will pick him up, but a lot of times we've talked. It's not the coach's fault. They just pin it on the coach, and he's an easy target to say, oh, if we switch him out, maybe they'll do better. When they really got to look at maybe a little bit higher into the organization at maybe the GM to see if they could get some pieces to fit a little bit better on the team to make them start doing better. Or it just be in seven games, just wait it out a little bit longer to see if they start finding some chemistry a little bit. Yeah, I think the NBA should – there should be, like, a thing of, like, 
I wouldn't have seen. I would think just right at the quarter of the season. Oh, you think quarter that far in? I think, yeah. I mean, 20 games is more than enough to be like, okay, you've had plenty of time to change. Now you definitely deserve it. But I do see where the Nets plan on picking up the head coach from Boston that got fired. I can't pronounce his right. name, so I'm not even going to try. Udoka, Udoka, something like that. Yeah, I'll try so. for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, where he got suspended. But we didn't talk about that. But yeah, we won't get into that right now. Uh, that's that's old news. We'll go if you guys want us to, but right now, yeah, but you, you should. I mean, if you're wanting to go into it, you probably already know about it. So, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's like I said. I think he's going to the Nets now because obviously he's not going back to Boston ever. What happened? I think. What was it? A two-year suspension, or was it just for the season? I think so. Two years, I think. And obviously, the guy's going to act like he's hurting for money, even though he's probably a multi-millionaire before he even stepped into the coaching. Mm-hmm. Position. Yeah, I mean he's a good coach. Uh, I'll give him that. He, I mean Boston went to the finals in his first season as their coach. That's true, but you need to make sure what goes on behind closed doors stays behind closed doors and not make it a whole entire uh, coaching relation thing. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. But back to Steve Nash. Like I said, I think he was a good coach. It's just who he was coaching. You know, it's kind of hard to coach big names like Kevin Durant or Kyrie, especially as much as Kevin Durant and Kyrie have been hurt. Like, they're, they usually kind of stagger who's playing and who's not, especially last season with when James Harden was in there. They had three big names he had to coach, so now he only has two. But like I said, it's just it's sometimes they fire him a little bit too quick into the season. And I'll say he was a better player than he is a coach, but he's not a he's not the worst player coach I've ever seen. No, definitely not, not by any means. And yet again, it's also harder for them to coach too whenever he's played with a few of the players on the team. Not, right. Not necessarily with, but against. Yeah. It just, it, I think player coaches, well, I mean, obviously there's been great ones, but it's harder for them. They're looked at different than regular coaches. Oh, yeah, because they've been in the game for so long then. They expect people automatically every, think I mean, that yeah, you're expected to know every aspect of it, but you know, some coaches just aren't good at, you know, grabbing the right talent. I mean, Nash tried, but yeah, again, just like you said, with the injuries and everything else, he can't control that part of it. Right. And people would just assume that just because they played, they're going to be a great coach and they may be a great coach, but just because he played doesn't mean he's going to be able to automatically turn that team around. So some stuff takes time. Like, uh, for example, Derek Fisher, whenever he coached the Knicks, they were expecting him to be able to just turn that team around whenever, at that point, the Knicks roster wasn't the best. You can only turn around with what you have to work with. So it's not always the coach's fault. It's Like I said, you got to go up in the organization a little bit sometimes and look at the GM. But the GM hardly ever – they do get criticism, but not as much as the coach. 
oh, definitely not. And usually the GM is, you know, usually best friends with the owners, too. I've noticed a lot in the league. Yeah. Oh. All right. Next topic. We're sticking with the Mets, but Kyrie gets banned for five games due to a link for anti-Semitic movie that he linked in his I've seen five games, like, whenever you send it, then right now I'm seeing it definitely because since then he has somewhat half-heartedly apologized on Twitter. But Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen whether that. it's five games or indefinitely, I think the NDA is going to play the card of once you finally do it and show us that you at least tried sincerely to do it, we'll bring you back. Especially since, yet again, as mentioned in our last episode, you know, it's just not the right thing to do in this situation. Right. And that's when something happens to somebody famous, like this happened to Kanye and then somebody else famous steps in and tries to chime in their opinion and then they get pinned for it, which I believe it's, I believe they should get pinned for it. Just if you're famous, Keep your mouth shut. Keep your opinion to yourself, and then nobody else has to know what you think about it. So, even if your opinion's wrong. So, and I think he also lost his Nike deal worth eleven million, and they will not drop that. His supposed to be upcoming, recently, uh, upcoming soon is Kyrie eight. So, yeah, Kyrie eight. He's already lost his Nike deal because of this. So, like I said, if he would have just kept his opinion to himself. This wouldn't happen. I love Kyrie, so um, me criticizing him, you know, you definitely know that I mean it. If I'm criticizing Kyrie, that he should just keep his mouth shut, and he was wrong. Yeah, I basically said the same thing in my notes. I said, you know, regardless, I mean, it, everyone's entitled to his opinion, but there's certain points when you need to know to keep your opinion to yourself or to speak it. And then, obviously, you got to know what platform you are and then what you represent. Right. And you're held at a higher standard when you're famous. So the way – the reason the NBA, I believe, is taking so much – is, I guess, disciplining him so much is because kids do look at players as role models. So if he thinks like that, then why – I mean, he may convince others to think like that, and it's not right to think like that. You know, everybody should be treated equal no matter who you are. Oh, bad, and he already had that. I mean, obviously, this is like a while ago, but he was one of those guys that said their word was flat, and then a bunch of people automatically just switched their beliefs to flatter for because Kyrie had said it. So, obviously, his word does take toll on people. Right. And that you just got to take that responsibility as an NBA player, as anybody famous, and take that responsibility like, I shouldn't put my beliefs out there because who could this influence? So you just got to take your life. I mean, yeah, they say you express your opinion, whatever, but sometimes when you're – you have so many people looking at you and looking up to you, maybe it's best to not state your opinion. Exactly. Oh, I try to live by example here while talking as well. 
Yeah, exactly. A All few right. things there, there could be major rabbit holes, and I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it. I don't want to put my opinions out there or anything. You know, just tell me how it should be, because you got nobody wants to listen to what I have to say about my opinions on everything. So I just, if it's wrong, I say it's wrong, and it is wrong. So if that's my opinion, then that's my opinion. But I'm not going to go in depth with what I believe. All right. Are you ready? Subject. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> it's been a rough start for Brady's Buccaneers and for LeBron's Lakers. Whose is more impactful and who will turn it around? I say Brady's is more impactful just because where he came out of retirement, the whole nine yards. LeBron has more games and more trade possibilities to turn his around. Uh, Brady, at this point, is pretty much a Barry Sanders on the lines that he used to play for. Yeah. With very little talent around him, the whole nine yards, obviously it's harder to win. Different head coach. I mean, everything just fell around once uh, his prior head coach for the Bucks went up to upper management. But obviously, like I said, with LeBron, the season is st- – I mean, it's halfway for the season in the NFL, but the NBA season literally just started. So LeBron has the best chance out of those two right. to turn around the season. Okay. So do you think they will turn it around? The Lakers? I think the Lakers have a chance, especially if they do the whole entire Miles Turner thing, the whole nine yards. And then – like I said, for Brady, it's literally the first time in his career he's been two games under 500. Yeah, I've seen that. So, again, like I said, he's just the Barry Sanders on the Lions team at this point. But LeBron, like I said, the season is still young for them. Like I said, the NFL season is halfway through. NBA season, they're literally, I don't think a single team has played 10 games yet. I don't believe so, no. I think eight or nine at the most. Exactly. So, like I said, season's still super young. So, at this point, they're basically one-tenth for the season. And, obviously, they're already talking trade talks and everything else. So, so they got definitely a big chance to turn around by the end of the season. Do I think they'll – I think they'll go back to a playoff contender by the end of the season. But I don't think they'll do much more than that. Okay. All right. Well – Tom Brady's Buccaneers were at a three and five worst start in Tom Brady's career. And their last five is they were one and four. So obviously they're not doing the best. Um and you Tom, he he's even expressed his frustration with the team online. And he hasn't been playing his like his Tom Brady self. At the beginning of the season, he was, but lately, I think it may be something to do with his wife, um, where they were having issues before, and he was the reason he, she retired in the first place. And now she, it just came to report that they did separate and they did are divorced. 
So it may have something to do with that. But I'd also agree that Tom Brady's is more impactful because, well, for one, we're not we're not used to seeing this. Like I said, it's his worst start in his career, so we're not used to seeing this with Tom Brady. LeBron's had bad starts in his career before. So um, I think if – I mean, obviously, if it is with his wife – I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I think it is. If it is with his wife – It's that hurt. I mean, that messes with your mind. That really doesn't get you in the mode to play football when you're having to deal with something like that in your life. So, if that's the case, I don't believe it will be turned around this season. But if that is not the case and it's just something that they're just in a slump or something, then yeah, I believe he'll turn it around. But the Lakers right now, two and six, their worst start in 65 years. And, I mean, it sounds like a broken record at this point, but I just, I blame, I don't want to say I blame Russ. I blame the front office for not getting rid of Russ sooner. And they've had chances in the offseason to, they had trade talks, they just all fell apart. They just need to trade him. I mean, he went we've he went over eleven that one game, and he's been coming off the bench recently. And he's just he's just not a good fit for this team. And as long as he's on this team, they're not going to turn it around. But if they do make that trade to Miles Turner or make any trade possible, anybody could come out there and be better than Russ is doing right now. So if they get a trade for Russ. They will turn it around, and they'll at least – you said they'll be a playoff contender. I agree. They'll at least make the play-in tournament and win that play-in tournament. But I think they have potential to be even maybe uh, a fifth or sixth seed if they do something soon and trade Russ. Yeah, I think they have. have the potential to if they get rid of Russ. They could be a fifth or sixth seed. Enough to yeah, enough to skip the play in tournament. Okay, that's fair because the season is still early. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't think the team's going to have that big of a thing. Like I said, I think they'll be play-in contenders, and then I say they probably lose the play-in. But, you know, that's just come in through – just thinking how far in the future and how because usually when it comes to trades they don't usually do trades overnight unless something's like super bad which it is super bad with what's going on flush right now but it is at the same time i say they probably piddle powder your feet we probably won't hear about an actual trade happening for at least another four or five games and then it would still take right 10 or so games for miles turner to get into the groove of being a laker yeah, that's true. But I think in his role for the team. Yeah, but honestly, he couldn't do any worse. So yeah, I mean, you only have to make one basket to do better, right? <laughs> so 
I, I think that the Lakers will be if they get that trade, the fifth, sixth seed, skip the play-in tournament, and you believe that they'll lose the play-in tournament. If, yeah. All right. Predictions here. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Donovan Mitchell's Cavaliers off to a surprising start. What's I mean, what's going on? <laughs> That's a weird statement, especially growing up in there with you thousands. But, uh, I think that he is the new not local face of Cleveland. Because he's actually turned the team around. He's doing what LeBron done whenever LeBron came back. He's making the team and everyone around him better. Right. Which is shocker because that's usually the, that's not what you think of Donovan Mitchell, even whenever he's playing with the Jazz. It was. Right. I mean, he was a good player, but he wasn't a turnaround team player. Yeah, he he was a great. I mean, I'm not going to say he was like a superstar player. He was a great player, especially for the team he was on. But I yeah. think since he left, and I guess he's technically taking that lead role as a veteran player officially. And he's figuring right. out that being selfless in the game instead of, like I said, I'm going to compare him to a little bit of a, like, new play career Russell Westbrook is he was just trying to stuff stats. And now I think he's trying to share around more and everything else. Doing what you need to do to win. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I've been watching these Cavaliers games because, you know, I mean, I've always, whether it's closer, I've, I've followed the Cavaliers. So, and they, I've just been surprised in every game. I mean, they lost the first game, but the past, I mean, they even won last night without Donovan Mitchell because he was, he had hurt, rolled his ankle. He was out. And uh, Garland was out as well, but Garland hasn't been playing as much. But anyway, yeah, it's just, he's been, it seems like he's, been a different player on this team. I think he was kind of being held back where he had uh, Rudy Gobert to share the ball with in Utah. So he kind of it kind of dwindled his talent, I guess, a little bit. So in here he can show his full you know, his full set of talent and he's able to make these passes to get assists. He's able to make these shots and take these shots that he may not have had the opportunity to in Utah because they were running plays maybe through Rudy Gobert at some point. So, and he's got a great role around him. He's got uh, Jared Allen. He's got Mobley. He's got Darius Garland and others to go. And he's got plenty of options and they're, they're a good young team. So I think, and they're second, they're seven and one right now. Second, in the Eastern Conference behind, I believe, the Bucks. Bucks. And Bucks are still undefeated. Yeah. So, and they're, like I said, they're on a seven game winning streak. And right now, Donovan himself is uh, in, because he didn't play last night. So, in seven games, he was averaged 31.2 points per game on 48% from the field goal and 7.1 assists per game. And he was also 43% from three-point and 86 from free throw. 
So not quite 50-40-90 club, but not far off either. So, I mean, yes, early in the season, but I think he has the potential to keep those numbers around that area the whole season. Yeah, which means he'll be a surprise MVP candidate at that point. Right, and the way he's playing right now, I wouldn't be mad if he was in the top three for uh, candidates. Um, yeah, he's – yeah. Uh, let's just say he's he's been that missing piece, it seems, because they didn't do a whole lot of moving this offseason apart from what they had last year, except they got rid of marketing and, you know, trade. But he was part of that Mitchell trade. So he's he was that missing piece that they needed. And Kevin Love, you know my feelings on Kevin Love. So that man – He's kind of turned the clock back some. I'll put some. I mean, uh, he's had a couple of nice games. He's 29 and a 21 in other games. He has, you know, he's in the team. But, I mean, hey, in that game six, game seven of that finals, he only had eight points. So, I mean, that's better. Anyway, uh, he was, he's 44% from three, so not bad for Kevin Love. And if he keeps that up, it'll just boost this Cavaliers team. But even if he doesn't keep that up and he goes back to his Kevin Love ways, uh, I think that they can still get these wins. And maybe maybe not second to finish the season, but I'd say a top four wouldn't be saying too much. No, definitely not. That, that seems about right where they will finish. Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and give you my top four predictions um, for the NBA in the East. I'll say the Bucks will probably be first, and then I'll give Boston the second spot. I'll give Cleveland the third spot, and then I'll give Toronto the fourth spot. Toronto, the fourth spot. Yeah, I'll say I agree with you on that. Okay. I can't. Do I, I'd love to see somebody else in that number one spot besides the Bucks, but the way they're playing the season, like I said, they're undefeated. I mean, it's only been eight games, but just they – I mean, they won a championship year before last, so, I mean, they're a good team. So, just I think they'll get that number one spot. They only have to win 74 more. Yeah. <laughs> Not counting playoffs. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Mitchell, he seems like he's, again, brought what Cleveland needed to be a decent team again, which is, again, shocker because he never did do anything like that. But as you was mentioning before, where they were pretty much doing for Gobert, is you notice there's a chemistry difference in between teams that – has a point guard and center relationship to a point guard shooting guard relationship. Right. And it's not that they didn't play well together. They did. It's just it's harder for one player to express his true talent if he's having to share it with another. So I think that's the case here with Donovan Mitchell. And some players, they go they play so well together, they're able to express their full talent together. They just fit so well together, but some others, they're just not able to do that. It just depends on the talent, depends on the person. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah, again, that's a trade that we, I honestly thought Mitchell was just going to Cleveland to pretty much kill off his career. And it's definitely been a turnaround. And I didn't expect it for either team, like either party, whether it be Mitchell or the Cleveland. I didn't either. And I mean, obviously he didn't have a say so in going to Cleveland, but I just thought, you know, he would be there maybe this season and then go somewhere else next year, which that may still be the case. But I think if he finds success in Cleveland, he may get an extension. He may sign an extension. And you say if they finish in the top three, like we're saying, then he'd be stupid not to take an extension. Well, I mean, look at uh, Kawhi Leonard. He got traded to the Raptors in 2019, won championship, and then went to the Clippers, didn't sign an extension. And look where he's at now. He's not, I mean, he was hurt all last season, but not doing anything noteworthy. Right, and I think he should have made that extension. But I think at this point, if they keep playing the way they're playing, he'll he'll get that extension, and the Cavaliers will happily give him that extension. So, and I think, I mean, it's just I can't express how shocking it is that the Cavaliers are second in the Eastern Conference right now. It's just crazy because last year they were – I mean, they weren't the worst team in the East, but they were far from the best. Yes, they definitely had a huge turnaround. Yeah, and it's just – it's shocking. So, definitely. What, I think they finished, what, almost 20 games below 500 last season? Yeah, pretty close. Um, so, I mean, definitely a big turnaround. So, I'm happy for them. Happy for Cleveland. Cleveland. Definitely a shock for – Everyone involved in this one. All right. All right. You have anything else on that? I don't think so. All right. Well, I believe that's all the time we have. So, go, like always, listen to our Three Trouble Gamers podcast. Follow us on YouTube, which is under Three Trouble Gamers podcast. I need do a shared name so I don't have to keep saying this every episode but just give us a listen to both podcasts helps it out or just this one you know whatever guys it helps us out either way so we appreciate it yep follow us on all our socials and everything else and you guys have a good one see you guys later